BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Yo! What up? Good morning, Buffalo Fanatics. Seabot here with you. Live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel on a Tuesday morning. Just before 9.30 Eastern, wipe the coal out of your eye like I just did. Because this is news to me. Gabe Davis takes to Instagram last night. I've been sick. I was passed out. I wake up this morning to find that he took to Instagram and posted a very long video I have yet to watch. I have read a couple of the reactions. I haven't watched it yet. Not sure if you have, but if you haven't, we're going to sit here and watch it together, and we're going to take away what we take away from it live in real time. Gabe Davis takes to Instagram last night. The caption is a heart emoji, the buffalo emoji. As we know, Gabe Davis set to become a free agent. It is very up in the air as to whether or not the Buffalo Bills decide to re-sign him. And from all the reactions I'm seeing, most people are looking at this video and taking it as a farewell from Gabe Davis. So I'm just going to do a quick reaction this morning in real time as I wake up to find that Gabe Davis took to Instagram last night and posted a what looks to be eight-ish minute long video. So strap in, we'll watch it together and we'll take away from it what we take away from it here on the Smoke Break this Tuesday morning. By the way, the Smoke Break, as always, powered by BetUS, where the game begins. They'll give you a 125% sign-up bonus on your first three deposits if you take advantage of the link in the description below. Plus, you'll get a 10% gambler's insurance on your net losses. If you're active for six months, you sign up with the link below using the promo code JOIN125. So as I was saying, Gabe Davis last night takes to Instagram and he posts a very long video, seemingly a tribute video to the Buffalo Bills, to Bills Mafia. Like I said, Gabe Davis set to become a free agent, very up in the air as to whether or not the Bills are going to retain him. From the reaction I'm seeing, it looks like this is pointing towards the Bills not retaining him. I think that that was probably the way the majority of us were leaning. If you were to be asked, if you were hooked up to a lie detector test and asked, hey, do you think Gabe Davis has a bill in 2024? I'd probably lean no, but you never know in this day and age. You don't know what his priorities are, the team's priorities are. The Bills surely do not have any uh, leeway when it comes to the wide receiver room. We, we know that that is depleted at this point. 
Um, but Gabe Davis this year, a very odd role, right? There would be games where he'd be at the top. There'd be multiple games where he didn't even receive a target. We know Gabe Davis has been a boomer bust type player since he's been with the Bills, but this year, more than ever, uh, especially when we talk about the lower end of things, we had yet to see a guy like Gabe Davis receive that little attention in the past game like we saw this year. I mean, there were, what, three games where he didn't have a catch? So that's really where I think that the the speculation started to rise, not that it already hadn't been there, knowing he was going into a contract season, knowing that the free agents, uh, free agency are right around uh, right around the corner here. So let's dive into it. I got the video queued up here on Instagram. Let's take a look. We'll watch it live in real time. And then afterwards, we'll talk real quick about what our thoughts are, what we take away from it, and what we think it all means. So here we go. Gabe Davis via Instagram posts this last night. Once again, the, the caption is a heart emoji. And uh, the Bills. The Buffalo uh, Bills Buffalo select Gabriel Davis, wide receiver, Central Florida. You ready to come to Buffalo and, uh, and prove people wrong? I love Buffalo. Love everything about it. Always open to coming back. I mean, this is my first place I've been in the, the past four years. Gabriel Davis with an amazing catch. What an effort. The rookie fourth-round pick started Central Florida. Now looking down the left sideline, and Davis caught for a touchdown! I mean, not for nothing, not for nothing. I mean, Gabe with during his time here, man, he did have a couple of them plays, man. He had a couple of those plays. This Steelers game really sticks out. Who could forget? Remember opening series from the inch line. Allen launches a hundred yard nuke Gabe Davis touchdown. I'll never forget that. I mean, he had a couple of extraordinary performances for these bills, more than a couple, um, but it just never was consistent. So as we're watching here through throughout the beginning of this video here, it's essentially a high a highlight reel of Gabe Davis's time uh, with, with the bills. I'm going to keep the audio off for as long as I can, just because I don't know if I'm going to get hit with a copyright because of the music that's playing or not, but. I'll tell you what, as somebody who is a professional video editor for their full-time day job, that is what I do all day long for my job. This took some time. This was definitely pre-planned. This isn't something that Gabe Davis concocted last night. Certainly wasn't something I'd imagine he did on his own. Somebody made this for him. Somebody made it very well. It's very well done. So this was in the cards to create a video for his time in Buffalo here. Me up in the stands. I got a touchdown celebration for him. All I want is Gabe to score. Wait. <laughs> 
through the opening drive. Big game, game. Gabe Davis did it. Shout out to the boy. What a start to the season for the Bills. Wide open. Gabe Davis right down the field, picking up right where he left off with that last a catch by Gabriel Davis, a rookie out of Central Florida. Davis setting touchdown on the season. He, he's done a heck of a Sorry to cut the audio, and uh, I just know that YouTube can get real, uh, real tough on the on the user. Uh, and it's something that I can hang my hat on when I say that he's extremely hard worker. He's a he's a hell of a player. He's a blessing to be around. If you ever spend some time with him, you'll know. I'm looking forward to this season from Diego. Let me tell you something. He's one of my favorite teammates I've ever had. First off, when rookies come in, they usually fucking suck, right? Mentally. Dude came in, learned the offense faster than anybody I've ever seen it. One, two, he knew more than I did about the offense in like three weeks. He already knew it better than I did. And he works hard. So usually rookies are like lazy, like think the world's going to get handed to them right when they come in, especially now. He probably could have started his rookie year, you know. He's just been patiently working, working. And his loyalty, his passion for this game. Man, he's a dog. And he just Man, I'll tell you what. This had to have taken some time to put together. I mean, you got all these various pieces from the media, all these different videos constructed together over the highlights. I mean, the highlights are one thing. Anybody can get access to those, string those together. Um, but to put in all of the different media elements over or underneath of it and over it as well, I mean, this definitely took some time. Obviously, this is something on, that's been on the mind of Gabe Davis. Right, the, the NFL season itself has been over for just about a week here, and obviously the Bills season's been over longer than that. But obviously, this was a, a pre-planned post. Now, doesn't mean it means any one thing or the other. As of right now, I don't know what more you can take of it as of right now than it being what it is. It's a highlight reel, essentially. It, it, it is a. I mean, that's what it is. It's just a compilation of his time in Buffalo so far. He does all the dirty work that you ask him to. The dude just, he does all the right things. Uh, he does what you ask him to do, and he goes above and beyond. He strains each day when we're working out here. He's a guy that you can trust and depend on. You can't say a bad word about the dude. He's one of my favorite people, too. Um, we hang out a lot, and he just, he works his tail off, so it's very easy to trust him. I feel like I always prove people wrong, and, you know, whatever... Whatever is said about me, I just add that to the list. And, you know, you just got to think of those moments when. You okay, know, here we go. Bill's Mafia, thank you for changing my life. Thank you for the memories. I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. That's a quote from Muhammad Ali. And here comes, I saw this on Twitter. Here is a screenshot of Gabe Davis's stats from 2020 to 2023. This is just a list of his various accomplishments, I suppose. 26 touchdowns, most TDs ever in first three seasons for a day three drafted wide receiver. Past Tyreek Hill. Um, wow. Okay, so we're, we're really, we're throwing the stat book out here. Uh, wide receivers averaging 800 plus yards. The Shane Gillis game. Wow, he's got a he's got a game that's got its own name. The Shane Gillis, the Shane Gillis game. 
I didn't even know that was what we were calling it because that game was killer. I didn't know it had a name. Wow, we are just rattling off stats here. Obscure stats at that. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen 90% of these. We all know that one. That, that, that came via the four-touchdown performance against the Chiefs. And it was the best playoff performance by a wide receiver in NFL history. I, I mean, it was. It, it was. 200 yards and, and, and four touchdowns in an instant classic game. You don't get better than that. All right, so that's what it was. That's what it was. So in the beginning of this video, let's just take it for face value. We just watched it together. Once again, apologies for cutting in and out of the audio, the music situation on YouTube. I'm sure you know it can get very dicey. Um, so we just watched it. In the beginning, you're looking at it and you're thinking, okay, what this is is what most players do. What most players do is they post, you know, an end of the year thing. We've seen that before. We've seen that all we've seen that in every major sport from all these major players. They post something at the end of the year. They don't typically post a career highlight reel. This was very in-depth. The first thing I notice here is that this is very in-depth. Like I kept reiterating, th this was very pre-planned, pre very well edited, and it included everything. There was not a stone unturned. It had every single one of his big plays featured. It had every single one of his media acknowledgements, I guess you could call it, every single time he was mentioned in a positive way or the majority of the prominent situations where he was talked positively on by his teammates or the media. and then. The end, it's got all these stats. If you watch that video for the first, I don't know, 90% of it, you might just think, hey, it's Gabe Davis showing his stuff, whatever. It's when you get to the end, thank you, Bills Mafia, for changing my life. This, to me, this, this looks like a farewell to me. I'm not sure if you would how you'd really take it any other way. If you're posting a compilation of your entire career's accomplishments in Buffalo, following that up with, thank you, Bills Mafia, for changing my life, posting all your stats, and then the heart emoji and the Buffalo emoji. I don't know. That, to me, this is just my opinion whether this is the intention or not that's up for debate i suppose but in my opinion this is a farewell this is a appreciate my time in buffalo it's it's uh, time for the next chapter one thing that always kills me with this is it's just it, it always kills me it's hilarious to me that i am sitting here with you on a tuesday morning and we are dissecting the psychology behind a social media post i just always found this incredibly entertaining I always found it incredibly interesting. I, I look back, imagine even 20 years ago. Hey, we're going we're gonna to get these individual uh, hosts from, from players, and we're going to sit and talk about it, what it means. But we do this all the time. This is, what, this is what it is. All these guys do this. It's just a matter of what's the intention behind it and what exactly it is that they posted and what, you know, are they trying, what message are they trying to relay? There's always some sort of message. Whether there's a, you know, whether they're admitting or not, 
the exact message at hand. There's always a message that's trying to be conveyed. I'll tell you what I think I take from this. Above the fact that I think that this comes across as a farewell, what I think I take away from this is, uh, hey, look what I'm capable of. I don't think you dig into the depths of the stat book the way Gabe Davis does at the end of this to highlight every single one of his accomplishments in Buffalo without the intention of displaying, hey, either Buffalo or potential new team in free agency, this is what I did here. This is what I accomplished here. This is what I'm capable of here. You might have watched me this past season where I had multiple games where I wasn't featured in this offense, whether it was by my own volition, by the um, by the scheme and, and how that wound up incorporating him, how the game flow went. I mean, we all go back to the game where Gabe Davis had zero targets and Joe Brady gave him a game ball. And I remember saying right after that game, I said, listen, I'm going to stand by Joe Brady here. The guy knows more about ball than I do. And if he thinks Gabe Davis did enough in that game to deserve a game ball despite getting a target, I'm going to side with him. Because clearly, you're not just giving game balls out to anybody who's out there trotting around. So I, 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 took, I took stake in that, especially because that was real early in the stint of Joe Brady taking over for Ken Dorsey. But at the end of the day, in this, it really at any stage of the NFL, but now more so than ever, you have got to have production from bare minimum two receivers. And when I say production, I mean production. You look all over the league at the teams towards the top who have two guys at the minimum that are major workhorses for their offense. The Bills didn't really have anything this year. When you look back at what they did in all, on offense, they wound up ranking out in the top eight in just about every major statistical category on offense. It's amazing that they were able to do that because James Cook had an incredibly quiet 1,000-yard year. Josh Allen played extraordinary, especially when you look at the box score, but we all know that he had his games where he was at his lull, where he was at the floor, right? Stephon Diggs essentially disappeared halfway through the season. His role was completely different than what we've been accustomed to, and it was just a spurt of a guy here, a spurt of a guy there, a spurt of this, a spurt of that, right? Khalil Shakir would pop, then Dalton Kincaid would pop, and then, you know, James Cook would have an extraordinary day. Josh Allen would have 75 yards on the ground. They were still scoring 24-plus points, still winning. They won, what, what, seven of their last eight? Should have beat Kansas City. Gave Kansas City by far their best game in the playoffs. Gave them by far the, uh, the, 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 the toughest out, right? So you look at what this Bills offense was this past season from a throwing perspective. It's amazing what they were able to accomplish without having even one guy that really stood out amongst the litter of incredible wide receivers in this league, right? But now we're looking at moving forward and the constant talk about these Buffalo Bills is always centered in on Stephon Diggs for whatever reason. So you already have to deal with that. And now you have this and you knew this was coming up. You knew the Gabe Davis entering free agency situation was on the horizon you know, th this kind of brings it to the forefront immediately when you see something like this. And it really makes you step back and, and, and take a full scope look at what the situation currently is in Buffalo offensively because 
You got Dalton Kincaid, a rookie, Khalil Shakir, who came on the scene in a way I think nobody expected. And right now, that's pretty much what you have as your cornerstone pieces moving forward for the future. I don't think Stephon Diggs is going anywhere, but he's also not getting any younger. And you're not in a situation currently where you're going to expect Stephon Diggs to be a top eight-ish receiver for the long haul here. You got to start finding ways to get guys in the building that are going to be around Josh Allen for the foreseeable future and be those different make difference makers on offense. I think they did a great job bringing Dalton Kincaid in. Like I said, Khalil Shakir pops out of nowhere. You love to see that. And James Cook, he arrives on the horizon, right? He has a breakout year, but it's not going to be enough. And if we're looking at this right now, I think what we can take away from it is Gabe Davis is probably not going to be a Buffalo Bill. I mean, that's what my takeaway is from this. I don't know how you guys feel after watching that. I think if you were to watch the the vast majority of the beginning, you could have been scrolling Instagram, and if it wasn't for the caption, I think, the the heart and the buffalo, and, and that in itself, I guess, is up for interpretation. But I think if you were to just scroll Instagram and saw this, you would think, oh, this is just your standard run-of-the-mill highlight reel like you see a thousand of every single day. It's not till you get to the end where you see the thank you, Bill's Mafia, for changing my life. I mean, there's so many nuances here that I think could make this feel one of a variety of different ways. If he says, thank you for an extraordinary season, Bill's Mafia, love you or whatever, no one's saying boo today about anything, right? No one's saying anything about this post other than, hey, Gabe Davis posted, right? But when you say, thanks, Bill's Mafia, you've changed my life or whatever that kind of has the connotations of thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for my time here. Thanks for supporting me. Mic drop. I mean, this really had a lot of work that felt like it went into it. And it really felt like the goal here was to encapsulate his time in Buffalo and, and kind of do one, kind of do a, a multitude of things here. One Pay homage to Buffalo, pay homage to the fans. Thank you for my time here. You know, here's a recap of what I did here and the times we had together. Here's this. Thank you. And two, hey, this is what I got in my bag. Here's my arsenal. This is what I'm capable of, right? I'm capable of potentially the best. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, playoff performance in NFL history. I'm capable of the litany of stats he lists off there. But I don't think you take to Instagram and post a near, I mean, how long was that? So, I mean, I, I didn't get the, the stopwatch out, but I don't think you take to Instagram and post this long of a video without at least feeling that your time in Buffalo is coming to an end. Now, once again, I don't think that this is a massive shock to anybody if Gabe Davis were to leave. I just think that it, the way it's coming in right now, it's very abrupt 
And this is the one thing I do like about this stuff is that you're not solely reliant on the word of everybody else. You do kind of get these peaks underneath of the curtain from the players themselves. I think that this, this is what this feels like to me. This kind of feels like, hey, this is what to expect. All I know is after seeing this, would you not be shocked to see him retained in Buffalo after seeing this? It would make me, this would make me more shocked. If this never got posted and the Bills kept Gabe Davis, might have been a little shocked. Might have thought that that wasn't going to be in the cards for the Bills this upcoming year. But, hey, they wound up finding a way to make it work. After seeing this, I don't know. This felt to me like, uh, it's almost like uh, a resume. It was like a virtual resume, a visual resume, a social media post resume. Where in one breath, it thanks the fans, it thanks Buffalo, right? Helping me get my career off the ground, giving me my chance, right? Giving me my start. But it feels like more of an audition to the 31 other teams that might be shopping around for a wide receiver and free agency. I have a compilation of all these great plays that he made. And then to cap it off with all the stats, I feel like you don't see that that often. You see highlight reels all the time. I don't feel like you see a lot of these highlight reels capped off with five or six pages of advanced stats. Like like I said, I hadn't heard of half of the things that were on there. And as we know, if you're interviewing for a job and you feel like you accomplished some great things, in previous jobs, previous gigs, right? You're putting that on your resume. Why would you leave it off? If it's going to help you get another job, why would you not put it on your resume? And the end of this video felt like a resume. It felt like a visual compilation of, hey, this is what I got in my bag. This is what I can do. And then the end was a written dissertation of, this is the result of that. This is the result of what you just saw. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I mean, it's not often that I'm just sifting through football player social medias. I'm, I'm really not doing that that often. But the ones that I do see, I feel like it's rare that I see a post like this capped off with multiple pages of career statistics. So that portion of it to me, that, that signals time is up. Super chat coming in from Matt DeVito. He's saying, today is my day off. What better way to enjoy it than listening to this wonderful podcast? Go Bills. Love it. Day off on a Tuesday. Good for you, Matty Diaz. Thanks for kicking it off with us here on the Buffalo Fanatics. And I hope you have a great rest of your day off. Off to a... A good start, I guess. Interesting start. I don't know. This was posted last night. Like I said, I didn't see it. Uh, once again, I have this back up here. This is how this video ends here. This is the ending of this. There is just a barrage of variety. I mean, we have a depth of target stat. We have an explosive reception rate stat. We have most touchdowns ever in the first three seasons by a day three drafted wide receiver. I mean, these are, these are stats you got to dig for. Right. Wide receivers averaging 800 plus receiving yards, eight TDs in 17 plus games per season. I mean, I, I don't even know where you're finding these stats. Uh, most efficient half by a wide receiver in NFL history. I mean, I don't even I didn't even know that was quant I didn't even know that was uh, quantifiable. 
So we are, I mean, look at this. Every three and a half catches are touchdowns first in the NFL. I don't even know how you figure this stuff out. 2.53 yards per route run. So, yeah, if you don't think that this is a resume of some sort, I don't know how you could take it any other way. I mean, if you're putting up your stats on your explosive route running, like down to the number, down to the decimal point, I don't know. I feel like this is a way of saying this is what I can do. Here are the visuals and here are the numbers to prove it. So awfully interesting. We find out late last night and as I did early this morning that Gabe Davis takes to Instagram, posts this video, and by the looks of it, could be moving on from Buffalo uh, in free agency here and kind of signaling to us through social media that that, that very well uh, could be the case. Let me know in the comments before we wrap up. I just wanted to do a real quick one. Watch this with you. And then, um, and then kind of decipher what our thoughts were after the initial watch. I mean, what I take away, away from it is what I've said the entire time here. Initially, it's just a highlight reel, right? Everybody does it. You get to the end, and it really feels like it was an audition. It feels like it was a resume. It was a, hey, here is what I've done, what I'm capable of. I can do this for your franchise as well, right? So that's kind of the, that, that's kind of the way I see it. Let's go to the comment section brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. You can get a 125% sign-up bonus. On your first three deposits with code JOIN125, make sure to click the link in the description to take advantage of that. Plus, you get a 10% gambler's insurance for your net losses if you're active for six months. Check out the link in the description below and take advantage of that awesome deal from my friends over at BetUS. So um, let's take a look at your comments, see what you're thinking. Let me know your thoughts overall on this. I understand at the end of the day, it's an Instagram post. It's hard to sit here and decipher it like we're doing it, like we're doing a uh, a, a book report in, in a 500 level college class. But at the end of the day, that's kind of what this has become. It's kind of what these things have become. Uh, Zach is saying, as long as he doesn't go to the Dolphins or Chiefs, I think we'll be okay. Well, you know, the, the funny thing of that is, I was talking to my buddy last night about the possibility of Brandon Ayuk, where he might go, or Mike Evans, because he's a Bucks fan, and. Uh, you know, everyone's saying, oh, how about the Chiefs? How about the Chiefs? I think that that could be said for everybody, Zach, right? As long as you keep him away from the people that you got to be battling with the most, the people that are going to be keeping you, you know, from the ultimate goal, or at least going to be in the way more so than others, that could be said for just about anybody. I wouldn't want to ship anybody to the Chiefs or the Dolphins. Um, but the thing of it is, is that... <laughs> The Kansas City Chiefs just won back-to-back -back Super Bowls after moving on from Tyreek Hill. Their best receiver this year was a rookie who took three-quarters of the season to come on. They're going to be going after wide receivers this year, whether it be free agency or the draft. You can be assured Kansas City is going to be putting more in that wide receiver room than they had to offer this year. And it could be a guy like Gabe Davis. It could be a Brandon Ayuk. It could be a Mike Evans. We have no idea. Gabe Davis is one of those guys that's going to be towards the middle of the pack when it comes to those type of names, right? So it sounds like it very, you know, the crazy thing is it sounds like it would be, it would be the ultimate rug pull from Kansas City. He sounds like a guy 
that Kansas City would go after, doesn't he? Right? They love going and getting guys that are either under the radar, middle of the pack, and then they love getting the most out of them and then moving on. That's what they've done. That's how they've won two championships without Tyreek Hill. Juju Smith-Schuster helps us get over the hump. Great. Gone. Draft for Shee Rice instantly becomes their best receiver. And it's not like he was Jerry Rice. He was just good enough to, to get it done for him. And that's all they're really looking for. But this year, you can be assured that they're going to be trying to be better than just get there and, you know, by the skin of our teeth. That's the scary part. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's why you don't want to see a guy like Gabe Davis end up in Kansas City or Miami, for that matter, because you got to face him twice a year. Roy's saying Gabe Davis will follow the money. That second contract is usually the biggest one you get. And I'm always fine with that. I'm always fine with that. And I don't know if the Bills are currently in the position to give Gabe Davis the money he's looking for. The Bills are already strapped as it is, whether Gabe Davis was the greatest wide receiver on the planet or not. Um, after this year, you everyone was scratching their head as it was as to whether or not you're going to bring him back, depending on the money he wants. Like you said, if he wants to go for the money, it's not going to be in Buffalo. That is almost a guarantee. And that's fine. These guys have a very short window to make their money. If there's money out there to be had for Gabe Davis, that's not in the, you know, in Buffalo where it very, very likely will not be all, all the best to him to go after it. Because like you said, biggest one you get is usually that second one. And it's a very short window to be able to capitalize on it. Scott's saying what we were just talking about. I do see Gabe going to KC. I don't know what it is. I know Zach just brought it up, but I see it too. It just, it, the more you think about it, the more it makes so much sense. I don't see Kansas City going after an IUK in a major blockbuster. I don't see them going after Mike Evans, right? They do the opposite of that. It's kind of like what New England used to do, where they take the guy that flies under the radar, or they take the guy that's not, you know, the shiny object, and they take still a, a good player, mold him into the best he can be for that team, get the most out of him, and then continue that cycle, continue that cycle. It just seems very Chiefs, especially when you know right now how depleted they are at the wide receiver position. It's crazy to say that about a team that has just won back-to-back -back championships, but it's the God's honest truth. So they're going to be hunted for wide receivers. If Gabe Davis is on the block, the Chiefs were on the re receiving end of a, of a four-touchdown, 200-yard performance against Gabe Davis in the divisional round, the 13-second game. So... They, didn't even, they wouldn't even have to watch this resume in order to know what Gabe Davis is capable of. I, I could very well see it. Um, Lex is saying, I don't want Gabe to go. He is our big body type receiver. You know, this is, this is the struggle. You don't want to see, uh, this, is how, this happens every year. You don't want to see these guys go. But it did feel like last year, especially when Joe Brady took over, you were getting an indication that this, this offense isn't necessarily built around what Gabe Davis is bringing to the table. As far as, you know, sheer production is concerned, as far as putting numbers on the stat sheet is concerned. I mean, if we just go back and take a look real quick, we'll just go and take a look at how the season ended for Gabe Davis statistically. And, and once again, like I said at the top of the show here, it, it's pretty remarkable the Bills offense did what they did without really having a ton of explosion anywhere. 
That's why it impressed me so much. That's why I was so adamant in defending the game plan that the Bills displayed against the Chiefs in the divisional round because I thought it was executed to perfection and it didn't require any of these crazy plays or stuff we're accustomed to seeing from the Bills in order to win. That's why I thought it was so impressive what Joe Brady came in and did. He implemented common sense. He seemed to have simplified the offense. He put it, you know, in a position where it was run first, allowed Josh Allen to do his thing, allowed him to run the ball. And that's what I think ended up working so well because they did not have these big plays through the air. They wound up going dink and dunk for the majority of the second half of the season. And they damn near won every game. So you're never going to catch me being the guy that's saying, oh, we're winning, but I need to see Allen airing it out more. I need to see them throwing the ball down the field more. I need to look it. You know, if you're winning, I don't mind. I don't care at all. But how long are you going to be able to do that for? And is that exactly what you want your offense to be? It was good for this offense in the second half of the year when they needed to win every single game. This offense was playing playoff football for two months. They had no ability to for, to to throw in a, a a deep ball here or a gadget play here or a trick play here or whatever else. They had to play a very meticulous style of football to make sure they won every game. You go into next year with a clean slate, and I'm imagining the Bills aren't going to want to run the exact same style of offense they ran in the second half of the year because they know they're capable of more. But they're going to have to go out and get guys that are going to be able to bring that to the forefront And last year, whether it was by design or just lack of the ability to flat out do it, that was not in the cards. So that's why this upcoming offseason is very interesting to me on the offensive side of things. Because it has to be addressed. There has to be additions in order for this team to be able to do the things we know they're capable of outside of the game management type offense that they implemented towards the end of the year. And like I said, if it continues to win, I'm fine with it. I really don't care. But you know they're capable of more. And you know that they don't want to play every game down to the wire where it's it's uh, essentially a, a beat-the-clock type game every week where the Bills are just trying to hold on to the ball for 45 minutes and win the game by three to seven points. We know they're, they're capable of doing much more than that. They have just got to find the personnel to be able to execute it because at the end of the year, it just wasn't there. So I'm looking at Gabe Davis's uh, receiving yards here, or just statistics overall here. And I mean, it was the definition of boom or bust, like, like we've known him to be, but this last, this past season was really, I mean, I don't know if you could be more boom or bust than this. I mean, look at this beginning of the year was decently consistent to some degree. Right. At least they were getting him involved. You, you look through the first one, two, three, four, five, six weeks here. You're getting at least four, four or five targets almost every week. But, you know, he doesn't have a hundred yard game until the first week of October. And that was in a loss. And we get towards the latter half of the year. And that's where we really saw either a major boom or literally just nothing at all. And it starts. I guess you could say it starts after this 100-yard game, right? He has 300-yard games, and it seems like the roller coaster that for the majority of the ride stayed low to the ground started here. 21 against the Giants, 6 against New England, 
12 targets against Tampa Bay for nine yards, his most targets of the year there, 87 yards on nine, uh, on nine receptions. But then we go zero yards, 56, 105, zero, zero, 130, 21-0. I mean, that's just not sustainable, especially if that's supposed to be your wide receiver too. So maybe Gabe Davis knows it, and maybe the Bills know it as well. Maybe it's a mutual party. Maybe Gabe Davis just isn't the right fit for the Bills. Maybe the Bills just isn't the right fit for Gabe Davis. We've seen this before. It's very possible. But I don't know how you can look at the latter half of the year here and tell me that he wants to be here come free agency or that they're going to be able to adequately use him on a consistent basis. I think it's kind of telling of both parties here. I mean, we have we have one, two, three out of the one, two, three, four, three of the final five games, Gabe Davis didn't have a single catch. Three of the five regular se- three of the final five regular season games, Gabe Davis didn't have a single catch. And it's odd that you mix in one of those five games with his highest producing game of the year. It's just a head scratcher. You got a five game sample size here, right? Three of the games he doesn't get a single catch. The other game he gets two catches for 21 yards. Oh, and the other game just so happens to be a 130-yard one-touchdown game that happened to be his best statistical game of the entire year. If lack of consistency was an Excel sheet, I think we're looking at it right here. And who's to say where that stems from? From him, from the offense, from the execution, who knows? But I think when we looked at that latter half of the year there, and we saw how that that things were going with Gabe Davis. I think that's when most people were starting to think he's not going to be a Bill next year. I think that the video we just watched pretty much solidifies it. So very interesting. Gabe Davis once again takes to Instagram, posts a very long video. It's a highlight reel of his entire time in Buffalo, and it's capped off with a thank you, Bills Mafia. You've changed my life. And then he goes on to list a ton of different stats, the majority of which I don't even know if I knew existed. So the way I see it, the way I take it as we wrap up here, to me, it looked like a farewell video. To me, it looked like a thanks for the memories type post. And at the same time, it also looked like a resume where Gabe Davis is trying to take the social media and get the word out that, hey, this is what I'm capable of doing. This is what I have done. And here are the visuals and also the numbers to prove it. There's 31 other teams out there who's ready to make it happen. So that's how I see it. We will see what happens. That's the beauty of the offseason, folks. Even though there's no football, we get a lot of stuff like this, and we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. Just a matter of when it drops and when we can talk about it. That's the uh, the unfortunate part about it. You can never see it coming. It usually just comes out of the sky, and that's why you end up going live on a 9.30 a.m. smoke break on a Tuesday morning. But, hey. What better way to kick the morning off than with you wonderful people here on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. I appreciate you joining me. Let me know in the comments below what you thought of this whole ordeal, what you took away from the video, and if you think that Gabe Davis will end up being a Buffalo Bill in 2024 or not. On the way out, make sure to hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button as well. I got a whole video series dropping this week. I'm doing Buffalo Bills 2023 
Paper Plate Awards. The first award was given out last night, so you can go and check that out right now. And I will be giving out an additional award every night this week. And at the end of the week, we'll do a live smoke break recapping all the reward, uh, the awards. Get your thoughts, your opinions on it. So should be fun. So hit the subscribe button, bell notification to get all those uh, alerts about those videos. And on your way out, make sure to also check out my friends at BetUS via the link in the description below. You sign up for BetUS with that link. You get 125% sign-up bonus on your first three deposits with code JOIN125. You also get a 10% gambler's insurance on your net losses if you're active for six months. So check all that out on your way out. And uh, it's still early, folks. So have a beautiful day. I'll see you later on in the week. And as always, much love and go Bills.